The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Moving over to talking about some of the issues down on the surf coast. On the line, we've got the associate editor of the Surf Coast Times, James Taylor. Good morning. Good morning, Mitchell. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you. Of course, Geelong and Surf Coast are kind of tied together in this regional lockdown. The borough of Queenscliff, I see, are free, and that would be a huge argument for them against amalgamation. But um, what's the mood like down there, given that we seem to be just in and out of lockdowns and can't even have more than one weekend out before uh, some sort of talk about lockdown comes in? Well, I'm sure a lot of people are sick of it by now. I mean, it is. I think the thing that's probably the most grating is that um, it happens so so fast. I mean, these are these are these are snap lockdowns. I mean, as it was announced, I mean, we obviously the Sunday was going to be a bit of a cause for celebration because because a roadmap was going to be released, and we can and, and you can and you can quibble about sort of the what's actually on the roadmap and the path that it's sort of taking us out of this out of this situation in terms of the very in terms of the progress that we make through the um, through the uh, number of people that have one dose of the vaccine, the number of people that have two doses of the vaccine, but then 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 came and it was it was, it was actually. Kind of, it was kind of simultaneously being announced, being announced by Dane Landers on Twitter before before um, Martin Foley got around to actually announcing it at the presser that uh, Geelong, the Surf Coast, and the Mitchell Shire would would go into lockdown from midnight that night, which was uh, I think I think you know, that, that would have been I think by the time they got around to actually announcing it, it was less than it was less than twelve hours away. Mm. Um, so it's the um, twelve is so better than two. That's right. Twelve is better than two. Twelve, 12 is better than four. Twelve is twelve is twelve is better than twelve is better than. Th- 12 is better than seven minutes. Um, but uh, I guess the if there's any silver lining to this, we are on the slightly eased lockdown restrictions that Melbourne are on now. So um, uh, it was, uh, I know that some Melbourneites were very happy about the fact that um, social interaction in, in limited groups was allowed, I think, as of a couple of days ago in Melbourne. And so because Geelong is now, and the Surf Coast are now on the same restrictions that Melbourne are, we are allowed to sort of, you're allowed to hang out um in and and socialize um, outdoors, uh, depending on the number of of you that are that are double vaccinated. So that's a that's a that's a small mercy, I suppose. I find it amazingly young children, like toddlers, that probably for a big mm. substantial part of their life, all they've really known is going in and out of lockdown. I mean, your children, for example, they've probably spent more time just about in lockdown than out of lockdown. Well, 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 I wouldn't go that far. I, I have, I, as it turns out, I have in my in my family and both on both my side and my and my wife's side, we have we have both had we both have brothers or sisters who have just had who have just had who have had babies in the past in the past two months, the past two months, the past three months. Um, so they've been going in and out of lockdown their entire lives. Um, thankfully, I guess they're too young to recognise this fact. But you know, if you're so, at the age where you like to go to the playground and you know go out mm. and do things because that's what kids do. I mean, it's tough enough for parents cooped up at home with uh, young children. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is very true. But I know that it's, it's it's certainly it's certainly great. I know that was a that was one of the things that people pushed back most immediately when um, when regional Victoria went into we will call it lockdown seven. I think I, I think we called it lockdown seven before. Yes, we'll uh, we'll like keep calling it lockdown seven if if what we're in now is lockdown eight. That um that playgrounds were were not included in a list of things you could do. There was a there was a bit of pushback against that. And I guess you could make an argument about about what playgrounds should have been included. Um, but but the but the higher transmission rates of the Delta virus made it made it all the more dangerous. Um, which I guess is why when it came to easing things, playgrounds were the first things on the list to say, okay, well maybe, perhaps 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 the perhaps the lockdown perhaps lockdown seven went, went 
a little bit too hard, mm. and playgrounds should have stayed in. And as I understand, playgrounds are playgrounds are still are still allowed now. You you can still go to a playground now, as of right now, if you're in, if you're in Geelong and Circus, and I have no doubt that lots of people are doing that right now. Um, and the um and the and the dist- and the and the travel limit is um is ten k's, not five. Uh, and the, and unlike Melbourne, there is no curfew. Mm. Now, I see, I see from your Times News Group social media very much on top of the changing restrictions, as I suppose you have to be as a news organisation, and of Absolutely. course the exposure sites. Just wondering if you've heard anything, particularly this morning, about whether any of the 600-plus new cases have been in the Surf Coast or Geelong LGAs and whether there's new exposure sites or anything like that? Not that I've seen. We're keeping a very close eye on the um, on the state government's, I, I, I guess, for lack of, for, for name and consistency, I guess you'd call it the uh, Coronavirus Victoria website, which is coronavirus.vic.gov.au. Uh, which, which has all which has all your coronavirus details, and also Barlow Health's Facebook page. They have a they have a post pinned to the top of their page that updates. I guess, well, not not as fast as the um, as the case as the uh, as the Department of Health and Human Services website updates, but it does update pretty fast. And the last injury I see was one that came in yesterday morning um, at uh, 10 to 8, so this is more than 24 hours ago, uh, of a place called Aesthetic Injectables in Geelong West on the 13th of September between 9.45 and 6pm. And that's listed to the tier one side, so that's more than 24 hours ago. I haven't seen anything more recently than that. The most recent update I've seen on the public exposure sites on the Coronavirus Victoria website, um, a whole lot of sites were added uh, last night about ten twenty, but they're all in they're all in Melbourne places like Campbellfield and Epping, Tullamarine, Craigieburn, Mill Park. There's one there's one in there's one in Epping, uh, the Homesland Institute, the uh, the Berkshire campus of the, of the Homesland Institute, but nowhere nowhere near here. Well, that's maybe good to know, but of course that can all change. But I'd imagine there'd be a lot of people with their eyes on how many new cases are in the regions today and also uh, any exposure sites that may appear because that is going to determine whether or not we get out of lockdown eight on time. Exactly, exactly. And and, and, and this is one of the phrases that's been used a lot, I'm sure, either Daniel Andrews or Martin Foley or Brett Sutton or uh, Jerome Reimer or whoever it is that's stepping up to the microphone today. Um, I haven't seen a time for the presser yet. Mitchell, feel free to jump in if you have one. No, I haven't um, seen one. No, no, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's coming up soon. Um, we'll use the phrase abundance of caution. So <laughs> I, think, I, think they, I think we went into lockdown in Geelong and the Surf Coast because there were four cases over the two, uh, two, there were two cases in Geelong and two on the surf coast, um, and that meant there were there were um, there were seventeen active cases in in in, in Greater Geelong as of as of Sunday. So I'm not sure how many cases there are now. Probably probably still the same, but um, hopefully that hopefully that number stays exactly at that at two and two. Um, and and that's as, and that's the number of extra cases we have for the rest of uh, the rest of the week. And this time, um, and this time um, by this time next week, it is all over. Hopefully, and we are and we are back to um, and we are back to regional and and we are back to regional Victoria restrictions. The wider regional Victoria restrictions. We can start talking about um, not being on Melbourne restrictions and being on the rest of Victoria restrictions. And we can start and we start thinking about the roadmap. Um, which uh, we're all pushing towards that eighty percent first, first, first jab target, which I guess is the first, the first milestone on the roadmap. Which um, it hasn't, it doesn't have a lot of easings. Um, um, I'm, just, I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember if there's anything real, sort of really significant that happens on the first, um, and the first easing of the roadmap. But it's not. Is that it's, when it's not, uh, it isn't enormous basketball yeah. and things like that come back in? But I mean, that's if you're in metro. But if we're somehow still in that restriction, at least we'll be able to go out and play some selected outside sports. I think. Yeah, no. That's a, if we, if we if we're talking about the national plan, seventy percent. 
Yeah, and it's all about aligning with national plans. So yeah, eighty percent, nothing really right. fancy. I think I think the final year VCAL students can can go back to on site learning and and you can take your mask off at the hairdresser and and other and other beauty services. This is all at eighty percent first dose. The indicative date for school reopening is the eighth of October. Uh, so uh, that's on site. That's on site learning for. Prep year one, year two. I was going to say, yeah, that's then, not all year levels, is it? There's so, quite a no, few year levels that so, don't so get yeah, to go so, back until. So, yeah, so VCE, so VCE, final year VCAL, um, International Baccalaureate, Prep one, Prep year one, year two. And, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then all the really big stuff happens sort of roughly, sort of, and this is all indicative, and this is a plan, this is all based on modeling, and based subject to change, there's just a number of people actually go and get vaccinated. Um, and this goes about saying, go and get vaccinated people, it's a good idea. Um, so, so all the really good stuff, all the really good stuff starts to happen when, when we hit that 70% double dose target. So down here in, in regional Victoria, we're talking about uh, community sport coming back indoors, pubs, clubs, entertainment venues open indoors to 30 fully vaccinated people, also students returning on site at least part-time. And 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 religious ceremonies are back with small caps, but it really starts to open up um, on the fifth of November. I know they've talked about Melbourne Cup, um, eighty for the Melbourne Cup, 80, mm. 80 double vaccinations for the Melbourne Cup, and that sort of. And that's also when metropolitan Melbourne and regional Victoria come together on the same on the same levels of, 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 of restrictions. And the big one that everyone that everyone I guess is waiting for is that you can have up to ten people permitted at your home, and up to fifty and up to one hundred and fifty vaccinated people. Dining indoors, um, um, pubs, restaurants, and cafes opening to 150 people. I just said that. Work from home if you can still. Uh, all retail opens, um, and that's that's sort of the that's sort of the big one. That's sort of the big one. And then and then the and sort of the um, the stretch goal, if you like, if we're talking about sort of venture capital and fundraising, there's is 80 um, percent of the population more aged over the age of 12 has had double vaccination, which they're predicting might happen on the 19th of November, which is which is what two, was it what two months ago, you know, two, uh, two months away. If we're in September now, and that's yep. uh, that's October, that's, right. that's two months away. The idea is. By the twenty fifth of, of of December, which is Christmas, you can have thirty visitors in the home. So I guess that's the carrot, isn't it? That's the carrot. So if the if if the vaccination rate keeps going and it seems like it's going really well, I saw that Bowen Health had a record day not so long ago. It was a, it, I think it was only a couple of days ago they did like seventeen hundred seventeen hundred doses in their in their hub out at out at North Geelong, which is which is very impressive. Uh, just goes to show um, that 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 the appetite is out there for people to get vaccinated. If we if we can only get enough vaccine, heading down the highway. Um, and if they keep if they keep that right up, I guess I guess we are we are a fighting chance of getting to we're getting to seventy percent double vax, eighty percent double vax, and then we'll and then we'll keep pushing towards that towards that Christmas goal. I, I, um, one of the things that will help that thing, one of the things that will help that cause, and something that was announced yesterday was that the was that the first doses of the of the Moderna vaccine, which um, ha, which have arrived in Australia, will start flowing to I think pharmacies in um, in Victoria from this week, from some point this week. I don't think I don't think they've announced. Exactly when, but I know that the uh, the plan is that you can you can roll up to your pharmacy and um, and you can get yourself a and you and you will be able to make an appointment for a for a Moderna vaccine. As I understand, Victoria is getting three hundred thousand doses of the beasties, which is good. Um, I'm not sure I'm not sure how much everyone else is getting, um, but that's the that's the plan. So I think um, I think from what I'm reading, from what um, the uh, Victorian Pharmacy Guild says 440 pharmacies in the state will get the will get the Moderna vaccine this week, and another 281 next week. So they will be administering both AstraZeneca and Moderna. And of course, the, the message remains: don't don't wait for a particular vaccine. Get what you can get because it's all good. Uh, Moderna is not 
is not going to be available age over age of sixty yet. I think the case is. I, th- I think the case might be different in 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 other Victorians in other states of Australia. Yes, I think um, Queensland, I think, for example. Yes, there you go. Um, but it's. Um, I think. I think it's um, AstraZeneca for the over sixties. Um, but that's about that's about where we are. Um, well, that's a very comprehensive hope, roundup. Yeah, hopefully that um, hopefully that sort of that, that explains everyone's sort of very and very broad um, very broad job what's going on and now and now the stick of course is uh, I, I I mentioned carrots but but the stick of course is that this roadmap is based on model, modeling by the Burning Institute um, and obviously this is all subject to change but the but the forecast is that Victoria's COVID nineteen cases will peak at somewhere between fourteen hundred and twenty nine hundred cases a day between the nineteenth and the thirty first of October that's obviously going to have sort of significant implications on them the hospital system and the, and the, and the, and the healthcare uh, and healthcare generally and obviously the faster everyone gets vaccinated and the better people follow public health restrictions um, and stay at home and uh, and uh, and follow the rules and if they when they're waiting for tests they actually wait until they get a negative result and if they're isolating that means isolating that doesn't mean waiting for day 13 and going well I don't have it and then just go and then just and then just decide to leave their houses um Hopefully that figure will. Hopefully that peak of cases will get nowhere near fourteen hundred cases a day. I guess we're seeing the situation that that unfold right now in Sydney. I'm not sure what I'm, I'm. I'm not sure what today's figure is in Sydney. I've been I've been focused on the Victorian results um, as we go, but I'm sure I'm sure it's probably hovering. It's probably hovering around the thousand mark as it has probably every day of the past week, and there's probably been hovering around at least half a dozen deaths or so yes. as it has as it has around the past week or so. And and in some breaking news, I can I can reveal not necessarily exclusive to the to this radio station, as I've just read it on the um, Guardian Australia's live blog, the uh, today's press conference is at quarter past eleven. Ah, okay, thirty minutes away. All Please. right, um, excellent. Well, thanks for that uh, roundup. We yeah. better get something from you uh, to leave us with. What's coming up in the paper on Thursday? I'd imagine you'd be looking at perhaps lockdown and uh, the situation the Surf Coast finds itself in. Absolutely, uh, n- not just the Surf Coast, but also the wider Geelong region too. There's a whole lot of whole lot of Tourism reliant businesses all over the place that are very that are very sort of the sort of look, I guess they were looking forward to a long weekend this this weekend coming and sort of, yes I was and sort of weekend weekend trade I guess that's not going to happen but also in a in a good news story let's 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 lean back into the world of football let's not mention the cats except in passing except, except other than say it was very disappointing let's yes. move on but uh, but a good news story for the for the for the world of football even if it isn't a Geelong story but it's a Torquay story uh, Torquay born Travis Boak is the winner of this year's Jim Steins Award for his for his long running um, advocacy for support for cancer patients as a now a 300 game player for Port Adelaide so good on good on good on Travis I know obviously he has a uh, their uh, uh, Boak family are legendary around Torquay for their footy exploits uh, Roger Boak died from cancer in 2005 um, and his son Travis has been an ambassador I think for the Childhood Cancer Association I think ever since then so that's 11 years ago Actually, I, 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 actually, more than eleven years ago, uh, but he's um, but um, he's been a he's been an ambassador for the CCA for for um, for more than ten years, and good on him. And he and he um, he uh, received his award uh, on the same night that his teammate Ollie Wines won the Brownlow Medal. So it was a good so good night for Port Adelaide on Sunday night in Perth. Um, and there was a really nice quote from Travis. He said at the time, he said. Um, uh, we, we play footy to win premierships and achieve our goals, but at the end of the day, we're just here to be great humans and athletes second. And that's a that's a great attitude to have. That you have to think, uh, uh, you have to think beyond football sometimes and think about think about being a, and think about being a great human. So, well done to Travis. Yep, I agree. Thanks for being on the program, and hopefully, when we speak in two weeks' time, we're out of lockdown again. Thanks, Mitchell. Uh, James Taylor, there, the associate editor of the Surf Coast Times. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank.
Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.